Welcome back to Race Car. This is Race Car on this Saturday morning. It's just after 11 o'clock. Gareth Hall with you. Great to be with you. And it's a big day of racing across the three codes, but especially in the dogs with the Melbourne Cup tonight. And then we've got Group 1 racing in the Winterbottom Stakes there in Perth. Wait for age race over the 1,200 metres. We've also got some terrific racing there in uh, Melbourne, of course, with the Sipping Classic. and be interesting to see how this track plays with the weather around. I've also got some terrific racing there at uh, Rose Hill. And it is George Moore Stakes Day up there in Brisbane with their summer carnival in full swing. But we had the first heats of the Inter-Dominion last night in terrible conditions. There was some fuel, some interesting results there. And a man that watched it closely was our harness racing guru here on SEN in Darren Carroll. Darren, good morning to you, mate. Morning, Gareth. Yeah, it was horrendous conditions early, wasn't it? Um, probably got better as the night went on, but uh, earlier on, it was very tough going for all participants. Yeah, we'll go back and have a look at the heats one by one. We'll start with the, the first of the Trotters heats at Albion Park last yep. night. And I think there was a few of us keen on Mufasa Metro to lead all of the way, yeah. but we probably weren't thinking that Olavici would land leaders back. And once Olavici landed leaders back, he was going to be awfully hard to beat. Yeah, the two, um, my ultimate Eddie galloped at the, in the score up and probably took no part in the race and that allowed Olavici to get leaders back and that was the difference in the race, Gareth. Um, I'm pretty confident that if Olavici had to sit parked outside, um, as we thought would probably have to happen, then we reversed the results. So full credit to Chris Lang, he took the most of it and opportunity was there. But I thought um, a faster match show was only just a run, really. Um but Olvici, nice. Uh, Constantinople went a good race. Um, so, yeah, nothing really um, out of the ordinary coming out of the race, I didn't think. Did you think the same? No, I thought, yeah, Olavici's a progressive type. Um, it's good to see him put his hand up in a race like that. I think Mufasa Metro is a place chance at best in the Inter-Dominion. I don't think he's ever going to win because he tries to make his own luck and he's just vulnerable in the concluding stages. But he's never really far away. Um, yeah. yeah, but Olavici, I, I think he's a small winning chance for the series now. Yeah, with his gate speed, um, Fast Mitchell always gives himself a chance to be there. Um, yeah, and Olavici, yeah, definitely in the top five, but um, we'll see how, the, how it goes throughout the series. So the big story out of night one, I think, was the performance of Rock and Roll Zoo. Um, there was a query in his performance and there was some reasonings, I think, from Michael Stanley, but... Um, nothing really I can read in the stewards report that there was any major drama with him. He just, he was out the back in difficult conditions. It was probably the toughest time of the night there to, to compete in. And he came out three wide without cover after future assured went to the front and he never looked like winning. He didn't get any points. He was down the track back in seventh rock and roll do. So future assured was too good for Tommy Lincoln and Kanita Prevalima. So, um, yeah, it was a race dominated with the horses on pace. So I don't know what to make of this heat. Yeah, it was fence, 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 Gareth. And you're right, it was the worst of the conditions. Rain was going sideways at this stage. Um, it's interesting, I asked um, the good judges up there how, how to play this track. And they told me the last place you want to be is making ground three wide if they're going a fast section down the back. And... That's where he was. Rock and Roll Do was making that run three wide. They went 26-6 the third quarter, and therefore it was just impossible for him to yep. get into the race. Uh, they just went too quick at that point of the race. And if we're talking about the way the weather was at that time, 26-6 is lightning quick. Um, 
So I think that's just put paid to him. Yeah, there's probably issues, but let's see how he backs up Tuesday before we panic, I suppose. No, I think, like, I, I still think he was disappointing in a way that he didn't really finish off um, and yep. didn't get past courses like, I know, Spirits St. Louis, a quality performer, but I cast no shadow on those type of horses. So, yeah, well, um, I should have beat him home. Yeah, and he, it didn't get beat just. He got beat 17 metres. So he was 10 metres further back behind Spirit of St. Louis. Now, I think that the conditions played a part. There's no doubt about that. They did, because it was all the fence. Every, yeah. The top five were all fence. Yeah. So. But half an hour time, in half an hour later, um, Better Eclipse won, like Better Eclipse is like in the zone, thinking that he's a definite, like he's a better chance than Rock and Roll do now in the Inter Dominion. Um, yeah, we underestimate him, don't we? Yep. Um, gee, um, arrogant drive. He just put him into the race at the right time. Um, they come home in 26.5. It was just the way he did it, though. He's just push button, isn't he? Like, um, yeah. And we know we know he can handle the series. Um, we know he's got Greg Sugars, who's just you know, one of the best in the, in the world, probably world class driver. Um, so yeah, he's a life chance. We can't discount him, and I think uh, he made a statement last night to say, "Hey, don't forget about me." Yeah, I think that he's a he's a massive chance that horse. Um, better eclipse, especially if he draws low. The only concern for mine, if he didn't have that, and Greg Sugars joined me on Giddy Up the other day, if he didn't have that hiccup, say in a race like the the Victoria Cup when he took on the yeah. big boys and failed. Yeah. Um, if you if you erase that race from your mind, he's he's one of the most informed paces in the country at the moment. Better eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we chatted about this the other day. He's, he's probably be- a better chance not drawing well. Yeah, his his best chance is he sways in, leave the phone, go to war, and um, and he's sitting on them. So yeah, I think in the Victoria Cup he had to be used off the gate. And I'm not sure that's really his go. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's his best chance. But yeah, he's a chance, and he drives him well as well. Like he, he, uh, you're right, if he doesn't have to do any work, then he can put him into that race. Um, yep. And I'm pretty sure under the circumstances, Michael Stanley might have done that if it was a dry day or he could actually see from the back of the field. He just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I think when you more I look at that replay now with Rock and Roll Doer, I think he can forget that run and hopefully he can bounce back on Tuesday. Yeah. Leap to Fame did what bad, he, Yeah, he has drawn, drawn bad. We'll get to those races in just a moment. Leap to Fame does what Leap to Fame does. He, he sat on the pace and won. Um, I don't know if we, we learnt too much there. Duex won a place for us, which was good. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just pretty um, regulation, wasn't it, Gareth? Uh, he found the front, um, buzzed home in 26-4 again, you know, so the times wise. He was super impressive, soft, did everything we would have expected him to do. I thought Narano was really good, actually, because um, he made a mid-race move, um, and I thought he was outstanding, really, so... Um, might be a sneaky race for him throughout the series, but you need to find the right race. But and um, Deus Ex went to how we thought it would lead, takes it. That was his opportunity. I thought he just sort of battled into third, and um, I don't think I'd be going back to that well again. Mm. No, um, then we move on to Swayze. He did enough, didn't he? That's what Swayze does. What did you make of his effort? Exactly right. He did what he had to do. Um, we always know that he finds another gear when something comes close to him, but nothing ever came close to him. So um, he just let him amble out of the gate. Smart drive. It was a smart in the Dominion heat drive, Gareth. He uh, saved a bit of petrol in the tank and did it easy. So um, we knew a playboy and turn it up. They were you know, sound efforts. Um, nothing really come 
off the speed out the back. So, yeah, I think it went the way we thought it would be. But um, was nice. it was a nice pipe opener considering where he's been travelling overseas and uh, New Zealand. Yeah. So, yeah, good start to the series for him. Massive concerns for Queen Alita. Plymouth Chubb went past her like she was standing <laughs> still. Yeah. Um, what did you make of her? Oh, I just looked at the replay yeah. then. It was... She got the front easy. Um, she was well, Plymouth Chubb was my best roughie for the series, um, but I didn't think he could do what he did last night. I just thought, you know, he, he was probably the fifth or sixth best in the race, and I just thought he's the kind of horse that will improve over the series because he came back looking like he was in foal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he will improve, no doubt whatsoever, but I had no idea he could do that. Um, they'd come home in 27-7. I thought she was a bit flat. You know, he just went straight past it. Um, so a bit of a shock. Um, do we panic? Yeah, the, the next one's more impressive, but he'll need to improve. She will need to improve, sorry, off that to be able to win. Um, Plymouth Chubb, gee, if he keeps going through, then he might be a contender. Yeah, like that was so impressive. Cameron Hart in the gig, he's a wonderful driver, isn't he, C. Hart? Yeah, yeah. They just run for him. Um, yeah. yeah. And Pl- he's not really renowned for his speed, Plymouth Chubb. No. Um, he's more yeah. of a tough, tough type horse. He did win a, a heat of the Great Southern Star last year, but um, he's not renowned for coming off a sit and just doing that. That was blistering, really. Yep. So, no, yeah. it was sensational. Just Believe did it in second gear. He got crossed and then he worked to the front and then um, he'll be a lot shorter now for the final, I would imagine. Yes, um, with Queen Elida getting beaten, um, yeah, he'll be a lot shorter. Um, another classic Greg, Greg Sugar's heat. Winning drive, um, did it perfectly. Let let it unfold, and knew that he had the best horse. So knew he'd get the front, and um, he just won it with ease, really. So, so having a look no at the arguments. yeah, having a look at the draws now for the pacing heat round number two. Um, Pete said so. Drawn barrier number one. one. Speak the truth. Two. Tis a sizzler. Three. Jewess X4, send it five. Mr. McLaren, rock and roll, do outside that front row. Swayze's eight. Miracle Moose, nine. Northview Hustler, 10. Future Assort, 11. And can't find a better man, 12. That's an interesting race. Um, see what rock and roll do can do from that draw. Yeah, it is an interesting race. Um, he'll be a little bit concerned, won't he, about what he does tactically, but... Um... He's going to have to put him into the race because he's going to have to earn points. So, yeah. Uh, he can't afford to sit back. So it's really interesting. So, um, Swayze is an awkward draw, but you know it's not the end of the world if he doesn't win, is it, Gareth? No. Uh, um, I'd be reluctant to be betting too confidently into that race based on the barrier draw and how it's unfolded. Better Eclipse still looks the horse to beat in race number three, despite the draw. Um, there's no real big guns there. Captain Shaffles. Um, Barrier 10, Narano 7 was good the other night. Um, Manila Playboys drawn four, Tim's a trooper in three, turn it up one. Yeah, I thought um, based on his win last night, then yeah, he'd be clearly the one to beat there. Yeah. Mm. Leap to Fame's got a second. He'll be be very short favourite, won't he? He'll win. And Leap to Fame's got a second row draw. He should just roll to the front whenever he wants, basically, in race four. Yep, they all like their hand up jobs there. Um, yep, yeah, he'll be a dollar ten again. Gareth. Yeah, and Queen Alina's drawn barrier three against Olavici, Mari Law, Constantinople. Um, be interesting to see if she can bounce back. She has to bounce back. If she doesn't, then um, um, 
the other one will be starting very, very short price favourite. But, um, yeah, I think she'll get the job done there, Gareth. And then we've only got two heats of the trotters and three heats, of course, for the paces yeah. there on Saturday night because it's over the longer trip. And now yeah, we've got, like, Plymouth Chubb, Barry, two takes on Just Believe inside second row. If he goes, he'll leave Plymouth Chubb. Um, he flies the gate. Uh, Sarah Fahrenheit flew the gate last night, but they'll be happy to take a seat. Um, Plymouth Chubb will lead. He's not a hand-up horse either, so... It's going to be a race, this one. So this will be um, defining of how the series goes to a large degree. But just believe, again, doesn't have to be given a gut buster. But um, Plymouth Chubb, um, yeah, certainly um, will be very interesting to see how it goes. I wonder if the markets are other markets out for these races. Just having the fields come out late last night. So they should be out. Though. Tuesday. Um, yeah, they're up, Gareth. So, right, so I've got... So, we're looking for some value. Pete said so. Five dollars. Speak the truth. Four sixty. Swayze two. Rock and roll dudes a bet, isn't he? Five dollars. No, not off the back of last. No, night, but but he, he probably yeah. Um, it, it's. I think it's like I said before. I think it's a dangerous race to get too involved in because of the barrier draws. Yeah, uh, I think. And bet, it's yeah. second round heat. Yeah, better eclipse at two twenty. Um, that seems like a good bet to yeah. me, Gareth. I just think with rock and roll, do four sixty. Yeah, I think I think with rock and roll, do that if he gets conditions to suit, no excuses. Michael Stanley was talking him up before round one, so um, yep. I think he needs to make a statement. Um, Leap to fame a dollar twenty five as expected. Queen of leader a dollar sixty five. Um, that's short, but she's expected to lead. And then you've got Plymouth. Well, when you look at it, if you go Olivici's 360 second pick, well, Olivici hasn't been able to beat her. No. With but either is Plymouth Chubb. I oh, know, I oh, know. Yeah. Mm. And then yeah. you take 360 Plymouth Chubb, you could take him against Just Believe, could you, or not? Um, I probably want a little bit better price than the 360, Gareth. Um, uh, yep. All right then. Yeah, don't then be, I don't think I'll be rushing into three sixty. And then you have a look at the future markets for the Inter Dominion. So Leap to Fame a dollar eighty, Swayze three eighty. I think they should still be closer together. Rock and Roll Juice. Yep, seven fifty. I uh, know Better Eclipse seven fifty's been the big mover, and Rock and Roll Do at twelve dollars. And then for the Trotters final, a dollar sixty. Just believe five dollars now. Queen Alita, Olivici to seven fifty, Plymouth Chubb fifty one into ten dollars. Mufaso Metro's been easy at $12. Well, it's pretty thin, isn't it? Nothing outside. What we saw last night, there's nothing outside those top four could win. Yeah, no, 100%. Anything tonight for us, Daz? I uh, don't mind uh, race two, number nine, Magnetic Terror. Um, Andy Gaff got a run in every race tonight, so um, I'm hoping you have a good night. So I like race two, number nine. Um, first up, it was, um, was very good. Fitter, uh, Okay, second row barrier draw. Just found a suitable race for me. Race two, number nine, Magnetic Terror. And the other one I don't mind is race four, number nine, Cool Night. Again, Indy Gath. Uh, but this is a three-year-old who went uh, very good throughout the three-year-old um, Breeders' Crown Series. So he ran fourth last week um, and it was an excellent run. This is a 1,200-metre st- uh, race, but Andy and Kate um, just win these races for fun. They just win them every time. So they love these races. They set them up. They know how to drive them. Um, I know it's a tricky draw, but I think it's the best horse in the race. So, race two, number nine, Magnetic Terror, and race four, number nine, Cool Night. Good on you, mate. We'll chat during the week on Giddy Up. See you, Gareth.
Great to catch up with Darren Carroll. 16 minutes past 11, um, or 19 minutes past 11, I should say. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll start to preview the Melbourne Cup and the Greyhounds. And a young kid by the name of Will Norman, who is a part owner of Tim Zoo, has got some story to tell, and he'll be telling us that story straight after this. This is a great story. Welcome back to Race Card this Saturday morning, 11.24, Gareth Hall with you. There's a million dollars up for grabs in the Group 1 Melbourne Cup at Sandown Park and the Dogs. And Will Norman's a young man that loves his racing. But he's got some story to tell because he part owns Tim Zoo, who will be going around as one of the leading chances. In fact, he's the clear second favourite behind the favourite, of course, in Big Energy. And Will Norman joins us now. G'day, Will. Welcome to Race Card on this Saturday morning on SEN Track. Hey, Gareth. How are you? I am well, mate. Now, tell us the story on how you got into this dog. Oh, uh, yeah. One of my dad's mates just gave us a small share for me brother, me and me dad. So, yeah, he's the first dog we've ever owned and we've just been following. It's been a great ride so far. And, yeah, hopefully can get the job done. So you purchased him, Jason Thompson, one of the very best trainers, prepares him. So um, was he the only dog you purchased at that time? Um, um, no, nah, we purchased three, uh, two other ones. Okay. And one of them we don't have anymore, and the other one still started getting into his career. But, yeah, Tim's the one who's gone real well. There so, you go. Yeah, it's been unreal. So can you, can you believe that when you tell your mates that you're racing, I think it's $600,000 to the winner? Tonight, so yeah. trainers get half of that, so that's three hundred thousand um, into the owners' pockets. What do you tell your mates? Do they know the 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 impact this could have if you do win? Yeah, no, it's been good. All our mates, we've been going and following all these races, and yeah, we're just loving the ride. And win or lose, it's going to be a great night. And yeah, they all love it as well. Yeah. Someone, I think you showed me a picture there the other day when I caught up with you. In fact, it might have been last night at the Valley. Um, and you showed me a picture with a group of your mates who took a photo with your dog, Tim Zoo, after it won. Um, yeah, and, we uh, went down to the Meadows yeah. one night and um, <laughs> got on the track and got a flick with him. And, yeah, we are going off when he won the race. And the race caller said there's a few blokes going off their chops down there. Yeah, nice. Nah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of carry on. So, um how many of you going to Sandown tonight? Uh, probably about 20, I reckon, of me mates. Yeah. And, yeah, got uh, me old man's coming down too. And even got me missus coming who's not into greyhounds at all. Well, she's in it. I think you're – like, I think you're, there, there'd be a pretty handy Christmas present to the girlfriend, wouldn't there be, if you can taste success tonight? Yeah, she's hoping for that. Yeah. What's Jason Thompson saying? Have you had a chat to him? Nah, I've I've never met him, but I've <laughs> met Holly yeah. a few times at the track, and yeah, she she loves him too, and yeah, they they I think they're just really happy with how he's gone. Oh, that's sensational, mate! So you can live the dream, Tim Zoo from box number. You six or seven? Six, seven, seven. seven. Yeah, he yep. was in six last week and yep. got the job done. So hopefully, he goes well again. We'll be hearing you guys anyway if you win tonight. It's some story. You're living the dream. You're so bloody lucky to have one of your first dogs anyway or the first um, try into ownership with Greyhound Racing. You've been able to find a, a Greyhound as good as Tim Zoo. So um, we wish yeah. you the best of luck. You're a lot more talkative after you've had a couple of sherbets, old Willie boy. Yeah. No, me and you, we got plans for after the race if he wins tonight. Okay. So where are you taking fun. me? 
Uh, I think we're going to go to Chapel Street, weren't we? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. might be getting a little bit long in the tooth for Chapel Street. What one six one or what other places do you go to these days? Uh, we'll go to Circus Bar. Circus Bar. All right then. Um, Ollie Landos, yeah. our our producer, he's a bit of a DJ um, as well, so he's probably he'll be. I think he starts work at 4 a.m. He's in that kind of field. So, um, hey, mate, we wish you the best of luck. You go and get them and live the dream. Um, and I'll tell you what, your mates will be getting in the next greyhound that you get into. Yeah, it's been a journey and hopefully just gets through well and keeps going. Do you have a winner today for us at the races? Uh, the horses? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't mind look at Duke Decessor in the wet. Yeah, all right. Then I think every man and his dog are on Duke DeSessa because of the wet, but um, he'd be carrying the, the hope of a half the nation anyway on this Saturday afternoon, the Zipping Classic. Good on you, mate. Well yeah. done, Will. Um, we'll see you at the dogs tonight. Cheers, Gareth. There's, see you there. There's Will Norman. So I think he purchased the dog. For his percentage was $500, and if he wins tonight, he gets to take home 18000 So not a bad investment for a young man at university living his dream with a, a greyhound-like um, Tim Zhu, who is the second favourite. If the favourite needs to make a mistake, big energy, but if he does, Tim Zhu's right in the ballpark here. And if he begins like he did last week and the favourite misses it, they won't beat Tim Zhu. He nearly broke 29 seconds on a rain-affected track. So he's the real deal on his night. Greyhound racing, you need a little luck. But the way that big energy's jumping at the moment, then he's split down the back. He's the best dog in the land. He's the best dog in the world. So he will need to have a an off night for the opposition to to defeat him tonight in that um, Group 1 Melbourne Cup. What are you doing with your race card? If you could mark it for us, let us know. Rain in Melbourne, rain in Sydney, definitely rain in Brisbane. Best bets across the country with our experts. Morphinville, Hope at Hand is a play there as Heath Pope's best bet. Race 5, number 4. Jaminga, race 8, number 7, his best value. He says, have something on Cheeky Cheeky Bella as well, race 7, number 8. Um, in New Zealand today, race 7, number 10, Shoes, the best there for Mitch Davis. And Shane Curlio, Curlio, whatever you want to really call him, he likes Bill Pomeria at $61, now into $41, race 2, number 8. He's keen on acquitted. I think everybody's really keen on the my best bet anyway, Caulfield, first race. What price we're getting now for the Peter Moody train galloper? At Caulfield, which we're only 36 minutes away. Um, she's into $3, Anisa. So she could be the play there in race number one, Damien Lane writes. So, yeah, 36 minutes away from the opening event there. The Hong Kong Jockey Club visit the HKJC.com. Tom Wood joins us. Tom, um, hello to you, mate. Not far away now. This time next week we'll be getting set for... The big international meeting. In fact, Wednesday night's got the International Jockeys Challenge. So um, it's the place to be at the moment, Hong Kong. It certainly is, Gareth. Hello to you. It's a good time to be here in Hong Kong. Weather's uh, really good as uh, well. And uh, most of the runners have uh, pretty much all arrived. We had a couple of uh, defections uh, yesterday. Of course, Russian Emperor's not going to line up in the Vars. Um, the horse from America's not going to cross our soldier uh, rising and Courier Wonder how it also came out of the sprint yesterday. So a couple of defections in the last 24, 48 hours, but can confirm the Aidan O'Brien quartet uh, arrived uh, first thing this morning. So they are here. Uh, Luxembourg, uh, Warmheart, uh, also uh, coming across for uh, Aidan O'Brien, uh, Aesop's uh, Fables and Cairo. They've all arrived in the early hours of this morning. Such an advantage, isn't it, for, with the quarantine laws in Hong Kong for horses like 
those European gallopers and from Bally Doyle, they can arrive, what, a week out? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, they would have got on a, a plane uh, uh, yesterday uh, over in uh, Ireland, and so they've made their way across, and they looked in uh, good order when they got off the, the float uh, this morning after the, the long journey across. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bit further than what sort of they, they tend to do in terms of going to, to Dubai. A lot of them like to go down there, but, see, it's, it's only a little bit further to come to uh, Hong Kong, and they straight into the quarantine centre. All right, mate. What, like, when do the, are the fields out? When do the fields come out for Wednesday then? Uh, the entries are out now on the website, yep. hkjc.com. So there's uh, nine races, uh, early starts out for the first, and then uh, the jockeys allocation, I think, begins at 10 o'clock Hong Kong time uh, on uh, Monday morning. So that'll take place okay. out at Sha uh, Tin. I'm not sure if all of the, the jockeys will be there, but uh, most of them uh, will be. If they're, if they're not, they'll certainly be there, uh, uh, all of them, on uh, Tuesday afternoon for the, the press conference. And uh, it's... Uh, it's, it's a lot more even than it used to be. Um, a system uh, developed uh, by uh, Dominic Byrne to, uh, to to even it up. So uh, certainly the, the Jockey Challenge boys in the in the in that department who uh, set the odds for the Jockeys Challenge, they have a little bit to do with it as well. Yeah, Dominic Byrne play, was lucky enough to play golf with the great man the other day. And, um, geez, he's made quite an impact in the sport of racing, hasn't he? He's form analyst for all the big guns. He consults everybody. And then, of course... He's even doing um, helping out the Hong Kong Jockey Club to make sure they get the the the, the jockey system right, so we don't get any too many odds on favourites. Um, um, and the jockeys, because they're such a competitive lot, they think they're unfairly treated if they get a bad ride or they get a few bad rides. So hopefully, this gives everybody an opportunity to show their class, and we get to see the best winner um, there yeah, on the night. But they'll complain, won't they? The jocks would be, oh, I didn't get a barrier or something like that. There'll, there'll be there'll be something like that, but in terms of actually having the the, the rocks or horse in the race, obviously the, the the handicapping department they put a little bit more money on top of those uh, uh, races as well in terms of trying to put trainers and owners. So we do get the the better horses targeting uh, those races, and they sort of uh, weed out a, a few of the ones that haven't been in in great form. So uh, yeah, it's it's been certainly even up over sort of the last uh, four or five years that I've been here anyway. All right then, mate. What about t- tomorrow? How do we make some money? Yeah, a lot of races on the dirt tomorrow at Turf yeah. Charter. I was protecting the, the turf. So we've got six dirt races, four turf races. I think we can uh, go to one of the turf races, at least, with uh, race nine, number one, a horse called Meep Meep. Now, with this horse uh, here, was trained by John Size, uh, Zach Curtin uh, riding. Uh, he'll probably come up flip of the coin odds, 2.1, 2.2. But on his first run, he looks tough to beat. Race nine, number one, Meep Meep. Uh, race six, number four, flying ace for uh, Zach Curtin and uh, David Hall. This horse is just a, a winner in waiting, but he never draws a gate. There's a lot of pace in this race. He'll go back, and one would think he can run on strongly. His first run on the all-weather, but being by a Swiss ace, that progeny normally does handle the all-weather here at Chartin pretty well. So race six, number four, flying eight. And uh, for some value, race three, number 11, Harry's Hero getting onto the all-weather for the first time. This horse won on the all-weather over in the UK, over 1,895 metres. He's running over 1,800 metres uh, uh, tomorrow for Ricky Ute and Tegan DeMello is riding. We'll need some luck from the draw, but I think going on to uh, the surface is a plus. But uh, the ultimate to best, uh, Gareth, race nine, number one, meet me. All right, mate, you go and get them. Enjoy next week. We'll chat to you on numerous occasions, if that's okay, on Giddy Up and on Race Card um, as we get set for International Week. But what's just before we let you go, what are they? what's the talk around Hong Kong? Will it be another big week for the locals headed by Romantic Warrior and Golden 60? 
Or do the locals think that they might be a little bit vulnerable this year with the international representation, especially from Europe and Japan? Yeah, I really think the, the locals could be slightly on the, the vulnerable side to this time uh, uh, round for International Day. Of course, of the, the sprinter, I really do feel like Lucky Swain X is racing like a, a bit of a tired horse, and I'm not the only one with that opinion either. And so he's coming into this, he's had plenty of work, he's been up for a long, long time. So well, I think there's every chance that he could get to roll. Maybe maybe Japan could even uh, do it uh, in the, the sprint with a horse like Mad Cool, who's going to go forward and set up a, a good tempo. Uh, when it comes to the mile, of course, uh, the Japanese have brought some quality horses across there. Golden 60s first up. So, look, he's eight years of age now. It's, uh, it's going to be almost sort of unknown what, he's, what he might do come International Day. We know he's got a, a very good fresh up record. He's been uh, trialling well, but there are some quality horses out of it. Uh, uh, Japan coming over to that as well. If, I think in terms of a race, Hong Kong probably has a, maybe a little edge with Romantic Warrior when it comes to the, the cup. But again, there's some quality horses in uh, that race. Uh, Aiden O'Brien's got some horses like uh, Luxembourg across the yeah. here, and he's got a, a lot of quality uh, about him. And then uh, when it comes to the VAR, that's the, the race that's always very tough for, for Hong Kong to win. I think it could be a Japan 1-2 uh, in, the, in, the, in the bars this year. Yeah, I thought Equinox could have headed over for the Hong Kong Cup for his final farewell, but oh, I can't believe they pulled up stumps after the Japan Cup. But um, If only. If only. Hey, mate, we wish you the best luck and joy. Look after our man David Taggart will be there this week. So um, um, we're, sending him, we're sending him rogue, so hopefully he behaves himself first of all. And um, gets, I've, I've given him a job to get three exclusive interviews for us, so we'll see how he goes. Okay, if he's not doing watch, he might not get those interviews. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to make sure he doesn't go there, all right? Don't give him any recommendations, Tommy. Good on you, brother. See you later. There's Tommy Wood there. For the latest on Hong Kong racing, go to hkjc.com. Welcome back to Race Car. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I say I might even open the lines. I don't. I should have. I should have asked you about this if I could do this. I don't know under the rules and regulations. Of, like, if, if someone could sell me the best $100 bet, I'd put that on for them. Can you do that? I think you might be able to. Hang on. Yeah. yeah. David Taggart, the soundtrack of... Well, one 300 Um, Sell me your bet today. 0499-736-736-1300-23-55-48. You can't do that. I'm only joking. But you can do it. Well, I'm doing Sunday Talkback now. Talk Worked back, last week. If you, so if you can... Sell me a hundred dollar bet. I'll put it on for you. Like, tell me what I would do with a hundred dollars. Well, do you know what I did? Do you want me yeah. to give you something? Yeah, just like sell it to me. So, Gareth, you need to. Do okay, this so today. I'll give you the sell, right? Yep. So my bests have been either winning or running second or third for yes. about three or four weeks. Yeah. So I went copping a bit of heat. If I'm missing, I'm only just missing. So I adjusted on Wednesday. Yeah. And I went just place multi safe your bests. Yeah. So seven dollars Wednesday, boom, lands. Yeah. Thursday. Five dollars, boom, lands. Yeah. Four best today. Steered clear of Sydney and um, Caulfield. and Caulfield. Four bests up as a place multi. Yes, and got uh, the price is um, four dollars sixty. Perfect. So is that not a sell going for three in a row? It's like you don't have to be a hero when you haven't played too much golf to get the big um, the the it's, wood out. It's just, almost handicap yeah, golf. Just it's, play off the forearm. It's, you it's know almost what I mean? like I'm a max handicapper yeah. playing Jules, who's off six, and yeah. I'm going to roll him in points. All right, then. Tomo's got racing.com and Sky 2 on. We're a Sky Racing 1 station here, Tomo. We're not looking. Oh, they're the Ballarat dogs. Um, 
So <laughs> I'm keen on this Moody Train runner in the first, um, which is about to Anisa? come. Yes, Anisa, 22 minutes. It's into, what, $3 now, two ninety. So it continues to be well back. Right. Um, oh, you, I was hoping it would start about three forty. Now, well, look, I, I said this before to you, and I've come in here again. This is um, this is a really – we're soft five now, and it's still raining outside, right? Yeah. So this is going to be six or seven. I, I, I'm nearly sure of it. 100%. Yep. So – and just with Caulfield, especially this day, a lot of these races, um, some of these races are an afterthought when you're coming late in the spring. Yep. Some of them are targets for these horses. Um, you've got – Especially in the first race, you've got a lot of horses on debut. You don't really know who's actually genuinely going to handle it. On form, on what's in the race, you'd have to be with Anisa. Yeah. Um, but this is not the day to go and smash Sydney and Melbourne. I'm trying to explain that to people. I think there's money to be made today, but this is your smart punting today. Same race, multis. Be patient, yeah. Patient. You've got to be patient. Well, Brisbane's difficult. Heavy track there. Who knows? Yeah. And, and, and especially, like... Cherlio's got one for us, $61 race two. Did, did the boys tip their own Celestial Fury at Rose Hill um, in the midway? No, oh, well, I haven't heard from them. Dino tried to ring me during the show. I don't, Dean Watling, this is, and Mickey Gannon. Um, at Doombin today, do you have an opinion this is like with yep, the do. race card? Do you want a couple? Bill Pomeria. Uh What race? Number eight, race two, number eight, $41 now. It was 71 when he tipped it to us oh, this morning, Cherlio. Yeah, wild, wild this race. Um Win some star. I know there's wraps on this. I haven't seen it yet on a on a deck like this. Um, I'm thinking that it'll be able to handle it. The running behind Warby in the class one went to the sunny coast again in open grade in behind more trouble a red defcon. It reads six from eleven, yeah. but it was only a length off them, right? I know the horse has got ability. I think it can probably win. More trouble can win. Felix the scat. That's um that's had a trainer change, hasn't it? Yeah. Um I'm not too sure about it. Encoder's got ability. This is what races dead set so, wild. From from um, my shows this morning, all right, if I wanted to get the, the best value is from our tipsters. Bilpa Maria, if you like value, so race two, number eight from Shane Cherlio. At, at Morpherville, Heath Pope, who's a good judge, he liked a couple at a price. Race eight, number seven, and that was a horse by the name of Jaminga. And then he liked Cheeky Cheeky Bella which was race seven, horse number eight, um, at around $14 and three seventy. And your man, Terry Layton, and I've, do you know what? I've got three really good judges that have told me this horse is over as Brave Strike. and it's, They're all talking about this. Yeah, I know. I can't, I, but like three, some of the, th- three of the better judges that I know, and I know a lot of judges have all told me about this horse, Brave Strike. Now into fourteen dollars. It was nineteen dollars this morning. Twenty sevens at the open. Correct, but, but, it, but it, Terry, if Terry's on, that's that's. I tell you right now, people don't think that one person moved markets. I've done it with Terry. Yeah, I know. And he but, does it. But he he said like he it was solid at nineteen dollars today. Yeah. Still, after he'd been getting on all week. You, you, don't get off your old mate here. Who, generosity. Um, no, your old mate in regards to Neville Parnham investment strategies yeah. on the quick backup here. Now that. It didn't get a lot of favours from the inside draw no. and was 2.2 off zip away, right? That's and a good record, that race. The, like the guineas back to the Sir, Sir, um, Sir Ernest Lestier. Yep. Now, I put Red Torrey, Augment and Investment Strategy. I don't have Brave Strike in my quaddy. Don't you? Nope. What about, um, I, I think Brave Strike I and Generosity are two of the best chances. Have you got Generosity in there? 
Um, I've got um, one, three, eight, and nine. Storm Chasers, my other one I've got Haven't in there. Haven't you one, got three, generosity in there? Uh, hang on. No, that's Caulfield. One, three, five, and ten. One, investment strategy, Storm Tracer, Augment, and Red Torrey. I've got, I think Brave Strike and Generosity are the two horses to beat. Yeah, well, I, I, I just didn't have them. Well, you know I'm a Simon Miller man. Well, you got to, well, I'm telling you, you got to put them in your quad. Well, I, I don't have them in. Well, Simon might say, Simon says, oh, I think. I think Brave Strike and Generosity. I may, have made, I may do another one. I've got Duchess of Gossip, clearly the best in race eight. Yep. Rusty Dreams and Baby Paris are danger. I've, race nine, you know what I've done with that? No. I, I've said I'll back over pass oh, yes, to win, win the money bottom. and then ripcord and Oscar's fortune because yep. they're overs. Race 10's loose. Do you know Do you know? sometimes you go? Just quickly, we didn't, we'd missed a feature there at Doombin. I just wanted to mention there's a horse here that if he behaves himself, he'll, he can win this, and that's called Natuno. Yeah, he was good the other day. Mate, he's got serious ability, serious, serious ability, but he over-races a little bit in run. Yeah. But he is uh, two from three on a heavy deck, Natuno. I, I, I like, Swims. I like the other horse there, the Robert Heathcote train galloper. Not Roth Fire. Um, the Big Goodbye. Yeah. I know he hasn't got the class of some of those horses up the top of the market, but he's he a, loves the conditions and he should have won first up. He's an addition to the stable, isn't he? Yeah. He used to be in the Yulong colours, didn't he, from memory? Uh, green, or he was green with white. That. It yeah. might have been... Wallop, but it was the green with the look like the Yulon yeah. colours. I've got one for you. When you look at like setups and profiles, you know sometimes when yeah. you like you're doing your form and you're just like you're going through you're going through the trainers and then you have a look at the owners and there's a horse in race six, I think it is in WA, Sam Fabrizio. So D Oliver rides for the great SJ Miller, and you think oh, SJ, one of the great punting trainers of all time. Like he punted, they nearly won millions there the other day, two weeks ago when Black Spirit and Holy Enchantment, like 21s into nines. San Fabrizio ran fourth that day and they had another one that was unlucky that finished fourth. So... Do you know how you're going to get a guide on this? Yes. You're going to get a guide from race two. With the weather. No. The wind. No, with... If Count Sessions comes out and wins race two, which it can because you've got Yonga Lass in there as well... This is a horse that ran in behind Yonger Lass and Counter Sessions in that in that last yes. race. So if Yonger and Counter Sessions gap them in race two, watch the price go pile into San Fabrizio. I, I, I think that regardless, I think that SJ set this horse up, and and you look at the ownership group, and you've got Paddy Oliver and Trish Oliver, and Oliver rides, so he'll be winning. Like SJ would have targeted this race, knowing this is Ollie's last chance to to ride a winner for his family. I would imagine. It's a fairy tale story. As I said, there's no better trainer that I know in my time that, um, that, is, that like to set up a horse like SJ, old fashioned jock. Um, yeah, second up. It hasn't won second up before. Yeah, I, I think it'll be winning. Well, it'll it'll be at its best anyway. Well, I I want a bit more of a market move. Six dollars into five fifty, wide open. Yeah, I, I'm I'm I'll follow you in, but I, I want to see the form franked in race two. Um, now you've, you're looking after the punters club today. They tell me this afternoon. I don't know how I'm. JJ said I was, but he didn't tell me anything. So. Yeah, so you got two thousand dollars to play with. And so what do I do? Just um, we need. There's a few passwords you can mention that when um, afternoon starts. So we wish you the best of luck, Milo. Hey, it's the first time I've ever done it in three years. Well, there you go. In three years. Well, don't stuff it up, mate. Who you, look who you're talking to. Please. Hey, Miley, um, you go and get a cup of tea, have some lunch. What's on the – and then what's on lunch? What's what's lunch today? Well, I just actually managed to go in and pull out my great bataki ham, so I might just pull the knife out. Okay. 
And I'm a bit old school, country old school, mate. Yeah. I'll just go slice it straight off the bone and have Ca- a bit of bataki here. Cameron hand. Luke's back. Who else is on the show? No, just Cameron. Oh, well, we'll wish you the best of luck. Don't need it. Yeah, no. You always need a little bit of luck. Have a wonderful day. I'll be back on Monday morning. Love you, mate. Love you, mate. Giddy up. Love you too, Molly. Love you. Happy birthday for the other day. Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Mm-hmm.